Welcome to the Next Step Podcast with Jay and Brad. Wait, wait, I'm Brad. I'm Jay. I'm an All act. Right. All right. This week's news with Brad and Jay from the Next Step Podcast. How you doing, Brad? Are we live? Yeah, we're live. How long has it been? Too long. I feel like we... It's your fault, right? Yeah. We've both been busy. Yeah. Definitely not my fault, but it's definitely... It's you, our fault. It's all fart. You, fart. Fault. <laughs> fault both. and farts. And uh, you're an old fart. That's what I was thinking about. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, tra- I'm on one. You're traveling, too. So yeah, you've gone yeah, back and forth well, to states. And we had general conference. General conference. State conference. Dude, I wanted to, like, we were going to do it before general conference. I'm like... Ah, oh, we haven't even done a general conference thing yet. No, but there's so many podcasts that do, like, a general conference recap. But we can tap in a little bit later. So we've had... So this is the news is recorded on... Should we tell them? On the 23rd of April. However, the podcast was recorded almost a month ago. Yeah. The actual Ask the Attic part, which is awesome, and it's going to be great. But and I have a news article to, to lead us into that. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Um, but I have another. But well, how was general conference for you? Oh, yeah, okay. So if you listen to this now, General Conference is awesome. I think... Uh, were you expecting some big announcements due to all oh, the Oh, dude. Well, yeah, dude. People were pitching coffee hard, and they were pitching... Um, what was the other one? Uh, I can't think now. Uh, there was the, What was the main one? Oh, Mission Length. Mission Length. Mission yeah, Length. Coffee one. Everyone awesome. told me... I have a brother, nephew, cousin, uncle, brother, sons, who's got a mission call that says... Report to the MT, you know, like... That one's been around, oh, they're going to say it in general conference. They're going to say it in general conference. Yeah, but bullcrap. We actually had someone in our Sunday school say it. Yeah, but then I always say, show me the picture. Like, there's pictures of everything, so show me the picture. They said it, me and Brad were sitting right next to each other. I'm like, no way. Yeah. But everyone, dude, I bought into that. I bought into that one. I'm like, okay, that could happen. I didn't know it's been going around for years like that. The coffee one I thought was horrendously a joke. But then I started thinking about, I'm like... Bro, I, one thing, that, well, the rumors got kind of out there. Just at first I was joking with people. And good thing I'm not on social media because I would have bought in even harder and argued yeah. with people. I actually but I, didn't see that much of it. Yeah. I'm sure if you're on the coffee blogs, you can see it. <laughs> I have some buddies that had stock ready to go to yeah. buy you know, all the Mormon coffee the shops. Gift cards. Gift cards ready to go. But uh, I, I came to the conclusion because it was like a lot of buildup. I'm like, I'm more, I, I was kind of bummed. I kind of got bought into the hype only and uh I got more excited. It, like, turned my – I wanted to hear what they were going to say more than what the, they were going to say to help better me, if that makes sense. That's so honest. You were – yeah, no. What you're I, trying to yeah. say is you, you, you I got tuned a in closer hoping to get a little excitement of a change. Yeah, a just because it's fun to change things, and that's kind of a bummer because – But that's, that's kind of like, again, the world we live in right now is we are constantly looking for the next stimuli. Totally. It's a total addict brain mentality. But it's not. But it's not just addict. I think that's just we're so sort of yeah. instantaneous. We're looking for change, thing. and that's uh, kind of what I, I got excited for. I didn't want coffee. Or I didn't want this. You but I wanted. I was like, oh, this is exciting change, like, yeah. and the fact that there was just change six months ago, so it was easier to buy in, mm-hmm. right? Two hour church, which I actually, out of all people, I thought I would like this. I actually kind of bummed. I don't feel like I really see people in our war. Socially, like. it's cut down. Yeah, and I think a social aspect for a lot of us. Me and Brad, you know, because ARP, we see a lot of members way more than the average member. But, like, there's a lot of people that I like to see on Sunday that I talk to. Hold on. Let's be honest. That's because now you actually go to Sunday school where you didn't go to Sunday school before. So you had that whole hour in between sacrament and third hour to chat it up. Yeah, that's true. And and now it would be too awkward to miss a class. Yeah. Well, yeah, you just. That's why. Yeah. And I was telling someone, someone's like, oh, I don't. I'm like, dude, two hours. I was telling a youth or someone. I was like, the Lord just asked two hours now. 
Just go for two hours, man. I, I, if I put my request in, there should be a little more opening exercises, a little more chat in between, but we just yeah. go from wham-bam. Yeah, because now it's the time. It's like, yeah, it's kind of a bum. Like, how like do you we, get it? Dude, it seemed like two hours. I, I mean, I could still, even though, another thing, conclusion, I'm glad I'm not in charge. That's what I told you at one text. I'm like, whatever happens, happens, and I'm just stoked to be a member and be in full fellowship. And then on, on the other note, I wish sacraments were shorter and classes were... Like, I'd rather have sacraments... Sacrament's an hour. It is shorter now. I know, but you I'm saying shorter than I, I would be... Well, also, you got to think of what I'm... I'm in, like, a phase with little kids, so sacraments are harder. Your kids are good. You always complain about them. Dude, they're, they're awesome. They're, they're amazing. They're Look amazing. around at the other kids. Lexi complains. Anyways, they're amazing. That's yeah. Because she's doing everything. You're really totally. Awesome. 100%. <laughs> Sitting on the corner. Don't touch my shoes or my slacks. Um, anyways, okay. I, I could do with the sacrament, one talk... Cute kid talk, one talk, go. Uh, I want to have lessons. Almost like that. Well, because, dude, we're blessed in our area. Like, our lessons are pretty savage sometimes. Yeah. Like, I learn a lot. Anyways. Uh, have you been any, doing any surfing the waves lately? Uh, yes, I'm back into it hardcore. The last 30 days, the surf is back up and pumping. So you didn't surf all of January? Dude, January, February, didn't surf at all. March, twice. And then towards the end of March, kicked in. And now all of April, I've surfed every single day, six days a week. It's been pretty good. Woo! Woo! Tired, I'm tired. Old man. My shoulder hurt. You surfed today. I did. Oh. Um, Cold water. Okay, though. two news articles. What? Uh, this one is on studyfinds.org. The key to happiness is smiling more frequently. I love when I read that. Um, I have a downward mouth, Lexi like says, so I, I should smile more. It's just the mustache here right now looks like that. There you go. Um, so uh, this comes out of uh, Study Finds. Knoxville, Tennessee. If you're having a rough day, one way to help turn that frown upside down may be as simple as doing just that. The study reveals that smiling actually makes people feel happier. So the act of smiling. Mm-hmm. Researchers from University of Tennessee, Texas A&M, say that in fact several of our emotions can be manipulated to a degree by our facial features. In effect, they note, isn't necessarily long-lasting or even profoundly powerful, but it's significant enough to show correlation between our emotions and how we carry ourselves. So that song, Turn the... Isn't there a primary song? You weren't in primary. I think there was one. It was like, Turn That Frown yeah, Upside Down. Yeah, they've said this for a, while, for a while. This is a good study. Um, so I'll, we'll post that link up. Um, and I, it kind of goes into attitude, determines altitude, and things like that. Attitude, not altitude, determines one's altitude. Something aptitude, like, yeah. Something like that. Zig Zuger. But uh, smiling... Smiling is my favorite, as they say on Buddy the Elf. Okay, the next article, uh, which leads into our Ask the Addict. You're gonna you're an angry elf. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna listen to this. Uh, we've been waiting to get this on. Oh what? Uh, our Ask the Addict. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah this so rather uh, this is one of those as uh, it's kind of uh, I don't want to say the word weird. It's Definitely it's crazy. Crazy. It's crazy in the sense that like, when, when someone shows happen. up in an ARP meeting, totally. having listened to us for like a year yeah. or maybe about that and and credit their sobriety to a certain point to listening to us and they feel like they know us. Yeah. And we're meeting them for the first time. Like I've been, I, I know famous people do that. We're not, we're not famous. We're not influencers. Nope. It's just it's just unique. It's totally and so unique. This brother is one of those guys, and uh, who lives far away. Yeah, he drives out over an hour, over an hour to come to the meeting, and has come regularly. And is like charging it, and then decided to, you know, dude. Even in newly recovered, I mean, he's been recovered for a long time off of some hard stuff. He'll talk about it, but yeah. like, 
it's the principle you shared tonight in our local meeting that like he he wants to he wants to not hide his like what his experience is. He's like, dude, I, he asked to be on, and it's like, dude, do you want to be on? And you're in that state. Let's do it. Yeah. So his uh, we want to give too much away, but his recent recovery is. You know, he overcame some pretty hard drugs. Yep. And then more recently, he was very, really justifying the use of cannabis. Yep. And which uh, in our time is. It, 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 we, we talked about into. a lot of like the legalization of it and yeah. the normalization of it and all the studies that, you know, most teenagers it, yeah. think that it cures everything. Yep. You go to any website that's trying to sell it, it tells you that oh. it fixes everything. Adults are sucked into it, right? Yeah. So anyway, so this article um, shows the recent studies of how cannabis has harmed the teenage brain. Mm. And so I'm just going to go through the four ways. And you smoked the cannabis as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not the same level as it is now. It's but. different. Um, so here, number one, it in the use of marijuana increases the risk of depression and suicidal behavior. Using marijuana before the age of 18 significantly increases the risk of developing depression, suicidal thoughts, or suicide attempts in young adult. Um, that was from 11 studies of 23,000 people. Yikes. They concluded that this is an important public health problem and concern which should be properly addressed by healthcare. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't a lot of teenagers, they, quote, self-medicate, and one of the first things they go to is weed, right? First thing ever. Because almost. alcohol is a, a depressant, so, hey, weed is supposed to make it all better. Yeah. To make, we, well, yeah. That's, that's what they're told. Yeah. Well, weed's, e- when it's illegal, it's easier to get, surprisingly. When but, it's um, illegal, it's easier? No. When it's this legal. is the argument for legalizing weed oh. because it'll make it harder to get. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it's regulated by the government, and which is, you know, I look at the argument. As a kid, it was harder to get alcohol than it was weed. Um, our weed was you just literally showed up to school. Yeah, you can still show up to school or go down the street. Yeah, and yeah, now it's yeah, now it's yeah, it's you know, now it's like you. If it was easy before, I don't even know what it is now. Okay, is this one it's, shocking? Oh, it's deliverable now. Oh, that's it's, true. Yeah, now you can get it delivered. Uh, there's an app. Yep. Um, only apps. Number two, it impairs cognitive function. Decades of research shows that marijuana impairs brain function, such as memory, impairs, not learning, helps. and attention. Impairs. Yeah. Yeah. So is that obvious when? Uh, <laughs> the, the the one of the marks of uh, teenage using weed is you look at their grades in school. It just immediately bro. goes down. And every every parent can tell you, and even kids that's honest that say, I was doing awesome until that point. Stop uh, caring. A friend, mutual friend of ours who works in the as a district attorney, mm-hmm. um, and did some uh, work with one of the local colleges with the prisons. Yeah. And oh, that's right. he yeah. said he would meet with, they would teach the, these people in prison uh, mediation skills mm-hmm. um, to help them mediate, you know, like arguments and things like that in mm-hmm. the prison system. But he said he'd always ask him, like, you know, what, what's, where, did it start? where did it start? He said 100% of these hardcore, Gnarly. like these guys are in prison for a long yeah, time. Prison. 100% of them said they know, they tie it 100% back to the first time they smoked weed and they know exactly when it was, and that's when they stopped caring and trying in school, and that led to where they are now in prison. Hunter, he said 100% of them. He's like, I'm not just bull, bull, yeah. blowing. There's 100% of these guys. This to, guy who's not an And they have no reason to tell him whatever. He just was curious. So, um, And then another story on this is I have, uh, from my schools, I have some high-level competitive surfers. Mm-hmm. And the stereotype of surfers is a lot of weed smoking, right? Especially totally. in my era, my old age era. Yeah, you're And right. so I asked him, I'm like, curious, like, you know, like, 
that's the stereotype. Like, what is what's the real deal now? Like, mm-hmm. right, you're in the thick of it. Like, you you know all these pros. Like, you're there. He's like, dude, no. Like, immediately we know when someone starts smoking pot because they immediately performance goes down and they drop off. Like the they tour, like, they drop off tour whether they're on amateur yeah. or whether on the QS. Like immediately their results go dramatically down. He's like, it is so obvious. Mm. Um, so it was just interesting. And this is a non-member, like, just sponsored surfing kids. Yeah. So anyways, number three, disrupts the brain's maturation process. During teenage years, the brain is undergoing rapid development. process called myelination takes place, coating neurons with protective white-colored sheath that helps speed communication in the brain. The important process gives the brain the white matter. Its color isn't completed until the person's mid-20s. Heavy cannabis use in adolescence can interfere with this process, damaging the brain's white matter, and result in a higher incidence of impulsivity, especially in teens who started smoking marijuana prior to age of 16. Do did your peers smoke weed? Uh, were they very impulsive? Uh-huh. It's probably why it's referred to as such a gateway drug, right? Yeah. Because it's such an impulse. Yeah. It, Sure, I'll try it. Sure, I'll do this. Sure, I'll do that. Yeah, I think there's so many things socially that leads into trying something just to fit in. But then once you get it, but but scientifically, it's that's once it gets it. Yeah, well, I think once you get it is what it's saying. It's like once you smoke it, then most of us, even if we liked it or didn't like it, you you go, you don't stop. I didn't stop then from 11 to 15 and a half when I got sent to rehab. I was uh, okay. Number four reduces blood flow to the brain. In 2016, brain imaging on nearly 1,000 cannabis users showed overall decreased blood flow compared to healthy group of non-users. The brain region most likely to be affected in marijuana use in this study was the hippocampus, which is involved in yeah. memory, mood, and learning. Yeah. Low blood flow on brain spec imaging has also been seen with ADHD, depression, suicidal bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, and more. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, for all those, this is so dangerous. And, and what's cool is you're going to hear pitching, like pitching that this is so safe and it cures things. When, dude, the evidence is showing that yes, it can a couple things, but the majority of it inflicts all this. Which, if you've never lived in those, as when, as, when you, as the normie who's no, never done it, when you leave that risk and, or suffer from like depression yourself, like you yeah. know, you. You read that list, dude, that's that's a if you've been there, those of us who are listeners, that's a rough list. Like to be in those state of minds, like it's so unattractive. Like when you read me that list, I'm like, I want nothing to do with that. I don't even want I don't even want to put the cream on my body to help me. Like I don't wanna if 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 that in my bloodstream can lead to just one of those mm-hmm. and I've experienced those and I don't feel that now in my life, I don't want it's like, dude, the lines here now, I don't I don't want. So that's what you can hear read. Yeah, he's he gonna, gets into that. And, and he gets into it. And I, what I love about uh, your story, your history, and reads is like for those of us, and there's there's a there's a generation of those in the church that maybe have lived a clean life, mm-hmm. and the mists of darkness, the large and spacious building, are tempting us away to like, hey, look at all the, look at all this f- quote unquote fun I've missed out on my life. Yeah. And I'm going to go try it. We know people that are doing this right now. They're in their 30s, 40s. 40s, 50s. That that are like, you know what? I've lived this straight arrow life. You know, maybe these old men in Salt Lake are just. Now the doctors are proving it's good for you. Yeah, like look at all this evidence that it's good. I'm going to go have a good time. And then. It's not drinking. It's not this. I love love the witness and testimony of you and and Reed. You're going to hear very powerful of. Mm -hmm. You've been there, done that. Mm -hmm. It is not. In all of its forms, like with me, it you know, pretty recently what we talk about is more the CBD, and the CBD is being advertised more than ever. And 
you know, dude, it's all a gateway, bro. Like, you, you know, yeah, anyways, you just, once, I get, once again, I noticed the signs of some of those that you listed off. And that was, that was enough. That was enough to want to be nowhere near it. And so, and once again, I was talking to someone today when they were at our house getting our hair done. I was just like, we know more about our cars, fuels, and gauges, and how it's running than we do up here. In the, yeah, yeah. And I'm pointing what, to my what brain. Kind of, what kind of fuel to put in our cars? Like all this stuff, right? Like, yeah. And you know the gauge. Like, is, is the water yeah. good? Is the British for good? Yeah. But when it comes to the brain, we don't know. It is very, until you, you know, none of us go get scanned very regularly, right? So it. By doing any of these, you're risking. You're risking so much, dude. You're, you're choosing to put faith in some internet blogger or someone who's promoting yeah, something, yeah. some influencer. Some company to make money. Or some company to make money, or are you going to trust the prophet of God? Dude, clear and simple what you just said. Because reality is— Both take faith. Yes. Both yes. take faith. And, and the influencer, the blogger, all that stuff, or the, their company, they are making money. When they posted that the CBD essential oil, which now they're pumping, and we know a lot of influencers yeah. in the church that are on that crap. Jelly bellies are going CBD. I know. Oh, they, oh no. Carl's Jr. has a burger. Like, dude. They do a CBD burger? Yes, Carl's? Yes. yes. <laughs> meet me, Patty, bro. Like, really? Yes. That's so what someone uh, told me. Like, even less of a joke. All I know is, like, even the, I'm not going to name the name because I don't want to be sued, but, you know, there are. We know influencers. We know people that do these essential oils. And I have my own opinion about the business model, but I'm just talking about – I was talking to a family member over Easter. We know in the church that there's one oil we're supposed to call upon when we need, when we need help and through one channel to get that help in the priesthood and then the, the oil that's given. And the irony that there's actually a product that is an oil that cures all <laughs> – it, it should be so apparent. Yeah, so apparent. So using sacred olive oil. It's your, your. It's one of your very first shares from our meetings three years ago when we started ARP here in the stake of the the uh, the counterfeits. And it's like, dude, what are the odds in the last? We're told the last vision. We're not making that up. The prophet said that the gathering of Israel that there is literally now an oil that claims to cure all emotional, physical, mental, spiritual. Everything is cured by one oil and. It's, we know it ain't olive oil. They're not talking about consecrated oil. That's oh, wow. I've never heard of that. So, yeah, yeah. dude, I mean, so choose it, it, to put your faith it, where you it, want it, or you can trust guys like me and Reed. This is what you're talking about. That's a, yeah. Trust guys like me and Reed that have been there and done because, that. Because or you can go learn it the hard way if you want. Because otherwise I would buy into it. Of course. But that's why I hear the testimony of those that have tr- that have tried and and In my recovery, it, who, who are sold me. You're not making money off telling of, of yeah. your voice of warning, we're not making money on that. I ain't selling priesthood blessings, dude, with, yeah. with olive oil because reality is we all know it's like you, you always share this too about the Savior say rub mud. Dude, that's olive oil, bro. I can cook with that. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, there is no, like, whatever. But, like, there is something that has happened. I've seen it in my own yeah. life. I've seen it in other people's lives. When the faith that it takes to cure and heal, that's where it is. And the irony that our society as a whole is pushing a product that happens to be an oil. Like, it could be anything. It could be like a sugar cube. Instead, it has to be the, <laughs> the direct comparison that looks similar, but... It's yeah. interesting. I, one's that, a business and one's profound. not. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, uh, tell us what you think after you listen to this podcast. Sorry it took so and, long. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get another podcast out right after. We'll get too. more regular, yeah. Sorry. All right, All right. lock us off. Lock us My name's Brian. I'm an addict. Hey, Brian. Hey, Brian. Uh, step 11 is... <coughs> is a very dear step to me. Um, It's right in the middle of the three maintenance steps. Those steps that we got to do, 
that we need to do to the best of our ability every single day. Uh, it, the, the step's titled Personal Revelation, and I think in our, in our elders' quorum for the last couple months, we've been talking about per- personal revelation a lot and how we, how we are able to receive revelation. And it, it comes through the Holy Ghost, and it comes through being humble, and it comes through uh, being as little children and, you know, seeking God in all things. And um, I just have such a firm testimony of the power of prayer. Um, and, I never, and I never had that uh, for a long time. Uh, for about 24 years, I had left the church, and I was kind of just doing whatever I wanted to do, and I, I developed all these all these addictions, and um, although I identify as an addict, um, my main my main addiction initially was was alcoholism. But as we all know, if you if you kind of just stop one, there's the tendency for addictions to just kind of move down. And and for me, that's that was the case. They kind of just moved down the line and. I was addicted to pretty much everything, weed, booze, pornography, opiates, uh, whatever, whatever came my way, I was, I was willing to take to, uh, to cope with life. Um, this is Alcoholics Anonymous. This is the big book. Uh, the first one I was given for my, when I got my second DUI, uh, they handed me it when I left the courtroom, and I was like, yeah, right, never reading that. And then third DUI, uh, a friend of mine who had got sober sent me one while I was sitting in jail, and he said, take a look at this book. I think you might need to kind of read it. And I was like, yeah, right, not doing that. And uh, I think it was just a matter of wasn't really ready to, to give up you know, alcohol. It, was, it worked for me, and even though I had so many negative consequences, it was... Um, I was holding on to it, and uh, I said a prayer today to, to kind of find out and ask the Lord, you know, what, what, would you, what would you have me say tonight? And I have this book sitting up on my bookshelf, and I haven't even opened it in years, and uh, I, I felt this little prompting to open it up, and I was reading, uh, Bill and Bob were the two people that came up with Alcoholics Anonymous, and in Dr. Bob's story, at the end of his story, he says, Unlike most of our crowd, I did not get over my craving for liquor, much during the first two and one-half years of abstinence. It was almost always with me, but at no time have I been anywhere near yielding. I used to get terribly upset when I saw my friends drink and knew I could not, but I schooled myself to believe that though I had once had the same privilege, I had abused it so frightfully that it was withdrawn. So it doesn't behoove me to squawk about it for, after all, nobody had to throw me down and pour liquor down my throat. If you think you are an atheist, an agnostic, a skeptic, or have any other form of intellectual pride which keeps you from accepting what is in this book, I feel sorry for you. If you still think you are strong enough to beat the game alone, that is your affair. But if you really and truly want to quit drinking liquor for good and all, and sincerely feel that you must have some help. We know that we have an answer for you. 
It never fails if you go about it with one half the zeal you have been in the habit of showing when you are getting another drink. Your heavenly father will never let you down. That's page 181. And I had never, ever seen that sentence from, from Dr. Bob, your heavenly father will never let you down. How true is that? Um, my first sponsor I had in AA didn't believe in God. He believed in like Native American Indians. And um, so he had this whole, he had this whole problem with God. And uh, he was like, but he gave me, he gave me specific instructions. He's like, I want you to, at the beginning of each day, get down on your knees and, and pray to whatever you think is going to be your, high, your higher power. And he highlighted this in the book for me. It says, on awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day. Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it to be divorced from self-pity, dishonest or self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with assurance for after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. In thinking about our day, we may face indecision. We may not be able to determine which course to take. Here we ask God for inspiration, an intuitive thought or a decision. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. We are often surprised how the right answers come after we have tried this for a while. What used to be the hunch or the occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. Being still inexperienced and having just made conscious contact with God, it is not probable that we are going to be inspired at all times. We might pay for this presumption and all sorts of absurd actions and ideas. Nevertheless, we find that our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration. So he, here's, this, here's this guy, who, the sponsor, and, and I grew up in the church, and I knew who, who God was, you know, but here is this guy who, who believed in, you know, kind of like false gods, you know, and, and Native, Native American lore that that was his higher power and that, that's who he prayed to. And he, he, I remember him specifically telling me this. He said, there's something about when, when you get on your knees, your ears tend to open up and you're, you're hum, you become humble. And I was like, okay, I, can, I guess I can get that, you know. But I didn't really do it very well. Um, fast forward, you know, coming into these meetings, these ARP meetings, um, I kind of took that, I kind of had remembered that, that inspiration. And, and although I had, I have a really awesome sponsor in Jay who, who had everything that I wanted. And, and that's something that you do in this program is you, is you find someone that, that has something that you want and, you know, and you, you go up to them and you say, hey, you want to work the steps with me? And, you know, most likely they say, yeah. And if you don't have that sponsor, then I, I highly recommend going and, and getting one. And it doesn't have to be like a date. It doesn't have to be like all weird. It just, <laughs> just find someone that you can relate to and that has what you want. Go up to them and ask them to sponsor you and work the steps. And uh, started working the steps with Jay and I, I had remembered that original sponsor that I had that said, get on your knees and pray. And I, and I do that. Um, I do that every morning. I get up 
out of bed and I get on my knees and I pray and I ask for what it says in here that we just read um, about asking for the Lord's will for that day. And then I go throughout my day and I pray like as needed. When I first got sober, um, I think I was in the bathroom five to seven times a day, hitting my knees, praying in private because I didn't want anyone to see me, praying in my car, praying wherever I could whenever I knew that I was in a tough spot and I couldn't cope or I was going to act out or I wanted to go buy booze or I wanted to go to the store and get weed um, or I wanted to look at pornography. And something funny happened as I, as I asked the Lord for help. You know, he helped me. And those feelings of, of wanting to use and wanting to act out they, they just kind of went away. And, you know, we all know that that temptation doesn't stick around. It, you know, it comes and goes. It's like, a, it's like a fleeting feeling. And if you, can just, if you can just hang on and resist and ask the Lord for help, he'll be, he'll be there for you. And I, and I, and I promise that. Um, so I would go throughout my day, and then at the end of the day, I'd get down on my knees, and I, and I would thank the Lord for for keeping me sober for that day. And if I can do that one day at a time, next thing you know, you, you got 30 days, turn, turn around, you got 90 days, you know? And to me, if, you know, when I first got sober, I was thinking, man, I, have to, I gotta do this for the rest of my life? Like, that was daunting to think about. I'm like, how am I gonna barbecue without cracking a cold one? Or, how am I going to go to this event or do this? Or how am I going to go surfing without smoking weed, you know? Or how am I going to get on a golf course and play 18 holes without chewing tobacco or, or drinking a beer? And those things just became silly after a while, those, those thoughts. And, and it's like my weaknesses became a strength. And there's been so many times where I've gotten on my knees and I've prayed with with earnestness and with faith and things have come, you know, um, people have texted me during the day saying, Hey, I got to go do this. I got to go into this meeting. I need to make some sales today. Will you please pray for me? And I've pulled over on the side of the road and I've, I've said a prayer only to find out later that day, Hey, I think I made some sales today, you know, and thanks. My family really needed that. Um, there's a scripture in, uh, Doctrine and Covenants 88, verse 63 says, Draw near unto me, and I will draw near unto you. Seek seek diligently, and ye shall find me. Ask, and ye shall receive. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. I just want to bear my testimony that step 11 works. Um, It's definitely a necessary thing that I have to do in my daily life. It's, It's probably one of the few steps that I can do you know, 99% of the time and do it really well. Um, there was something about, you know, the, the, the power of, of the atonement is what heals us through the steps, but some of the magic comes from, that, that comes from Alcoholics Anonymous is the magic of one addict talking to another. And, you know, I, I've seen the same thing in these rooms with the wife or the spouse 
talking to another spouse because you guys have empathy for each other. You guys know what that's like. You know, and us addicts, we can relate to, to what the other addict's going through, and we have the power or the magic, per se, just by talking. You know, that's how the healing begins, and, and uh, that's how recovery starts. So uh, get a sponsor. Start on step one if you're not on step 11. And I say these things in Jesus Christ. Amen. Ask the Addict with, what's your name? Reed. Reed, Reed? welcome to the podcast. Reed in the house. Yeah. Reed brought a studio audience tonight. Yep. So this is kind of exciting for us. Um, Some uh, non-listeners to the podcast, future listeners, so welcome. Uh, Reed, um, this section of the podcast is called Ask the Addict. You're familiar with this, aren't you? Yep. Why? Uh, One of my buddies uh, put me onto the podcast and started listening to it and yeah so i know about it know all about it so you you this is kind of awkward for jay and i because reed was a listener to the podcast before he came to the meeting and he doesn't live super close to our meeting we're in south orange county and you're live in riverside yeah it's about a how far of a commute uh, almost an hour, hour 45 with the toll road yeah so an hour plus like eight bucks in tolls yeah <laughs> Um, and when Reed came, we've had this a couple times. It's like, hey, you know, oh, you're nice to finally meet you. We're like, hey, what? Because we don't realize that people actually listen to our podcast. Yeah, when he's like, I've been listening for weeks or months or whatever. He's yeah. like, what? Yeah, you guys were like my heroes. <laughs> That's uh, true. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's weird to I hear. I remember when Brad brought, I'm bringing this up a lot, but I remember when Brad brought up this idea we were, we were, we were hunting and my grandpa and we were in Arizona and with a bunch of dudes, he was first time dove hunting and we're out there hunting and we were in a jacuzzi, which was crazy because it was 105 degrees in Yuma, Arizona in September. <laughs> right. It was but cooler in the jacuzzi. It was cooler in the jacuzzi than it was outside. So like we were just trying to break up the monotonous of the heat. And so anyways, we're in the pool with jacuzzi and he's like, dude, I got this idea. And I, you know, we both listen to podcasts and do our thing. And he's like, dude, we should do a recovery. And I was like, you're crazy. And I told him, like, yeah, I'd do it, whatever. But then I, like, thought about it and, you know. He said, yeah, I'd do it. I bought the equipment. I got it all set <laughs> up. All I'm like, in. all right, let's record. Started watching YouTubes on, like, how to do it and stuff. And he's like, let's record. And I'm like, I try, I'm not going to lie, I put him off. And I put him off, which is crazy because I have a massive ego, right? So you think I wouldn't have put him off. Like, I would love to hear myself speak. No, I, I honestly didn't believe that. Uh, I don't know. I, don't, I just was like, who's going to find this? Like, how are they going to find it? You know what I mean? It's like, it's just, how's that? And, and what do we have to, uh, being an addict, right? Like, uh, I'm always self-deprecating, right, sometimes when I'm in those modes. And so well, I'm like. What's the term you say? It's a, uh, uh, egomaniac with an inferiority complex. So, I, you know, at that moment, I was obviously in an inferiority. Like, I'm not good enough or whatever. And so, anyways. I thought you would be like, this is awesome. I, I know. You were my, definitely blown away. And this away was during your in. selfie era where you would, like, post pictures of yourself every day. Yeah. <laughs> I go in the right. spot like every night and it's, you know, that's an inspiring, my dad said that's an inspiring spot. That's cool, man. So, that's you cool, guys are awesome. I'm glad, I'm glad that, I'm yeah. glad I was wrong and he was right <laughs> and you listened. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, yeah. So Reed, how do you identify yourself as uh, you identify um, as an addict? Yeah, for sure. Addict, uh, multiple addict, pornography addict, um, opiate addict, uh, any, any, any drug, really, 
Um, so when did it all start? Like, when did you start? Yeah. So it all started um, in, like, fourth grade. Fourth grade. Yeah, pornography. Okay. Uh, How old was fourth grade? Like, ten? Yeah, porno mags. Um, yeah, we used to trade them, like, Pokemon cards in elementary school. Mm. And we used to hide them in our shoes. And eventually I got caught in fifth grade with them. And, uh, yeah, it, it progressed and got worse. And then uh, in right after uh, seventh grade summer, going into eighth, started uh, smoking weed and drinking alcohol. But prior to that, I would roll up paper and smoke it, hmm. not even know what I was doing. Just intrigued by it? Yeah, just, you know. Want to copy what you saw in the movies? Yeah, you know, the societal construct and, you yeah. know, just fell right into it and not, not even knowing. And, um, and were you a member of the church at the time? Yeah, okay. born and raised. Okay. Born and raised, for sure. Um, yeah, so it progressively got worse. Uh, smoked weed and drank and, and going into eighth grade. And um, eventually in ninth grade, I, you know, started dealing it. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was crazy. That was the beginning. Of, Deal to, to make money, to support your yeah, habit, all the sure, above. For sure, to support my habit okay. so I didn't have to pay for it. Okay, free and product. It, I'm naturally a business guy, bez- business mentality guy. and Good uh, business. Yeah, right. yeah, for sure. <laughs> a lot of markup. A lot of markup. For sure, for sure. Uh, so you graduated man. from paper, and now you're, now you're yeah. saying real stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's how me and my friends were the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and that kind of... Is it stereotypical spiral to from weed, alcohol to more harder yeah, drugs? Yeah. And so I grew up skating my whole life since I was three years old, you know, and uh, roller skating, rollerblading. Sorry, skateboarding. <laughs> yeah, on my Got knees. People living in the yeah, <laughs> They're like, Sweetie, ice skates just like we yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. So, I know yeah. what you mean. Skate, we know what you mean. Skateboarding. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Skateboarding. yeah. And uh, culture's super clean though, right? Like, no yeah, drugs super well. clean. Yeah. No, no drugs at <laughs> the skate parks. Yeah, yeah, right. And all Skateboarding is not a crime. Yeah, that's right. So um, yeah, um, just the you know who I hung out with, and uh, uh, you know, yeah, that, that's how it started. My dad, he uh, he had shingles on his face, hmm. and uh, he was prescribed six hundred Percocets a month. And so, yeah, I would steal them from him and start selling those for 10, to, 10 bucks a pop. And these are worth a lot more now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, that yeah, that's how it started. Uh, I mean, I was taking pills before that, but, you know, with business, and I started taking it from him and selling them. And then um, uh, I went out to Arizona skateboarding, you know, with Toy Machine, came back. So you're like a sponsor of skateboarders? Yeah, I, I was actually filming to uh, get sponsored by Quicksilver. Okay. Yeah, they they wanted to sponsor me, and I was I was going in. I was I was decent, you know. Um, and uh, when I came back from Arizona when I was nineteen, uh, just fresh out of high school or whatever, uh, I hurt my knee. Yeah, I was trying to do a big gap ledge, and I and I bailed, and I I never bail. I always try to stick it, but I didn't stick it, and I and I hurt my knee. I tore my ACL. And so I had to get surgery, and then I get prescribed pills. And so it was just a combination of things. You know, my dad with his painkillers and, mm-hmm. you know, certain stuff. And So yeah. uh, and how long did that thing. this run last? Was it 
Um, so, so 19, you didn't go on a mission, I'm assuming, if no, you were dealing drugs. No. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't able to go on a mission. Were you, were you even thinking, like, I wasn't able to go. Were you, like, I wanting to? I wanted to go. Okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I really wanted to go. And, uh... I Even just, though you're partying and yeah, I wanted like, to go. I wanted stereotypical hardcore yeah, skater yeah. lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still had it in mind to go yeah, on sure. a mission for sure. My brother. Were you going to church at the time? Yeah, uh, I stopped going to church when I was in when I was like se- seventeen. Okay. Yeah, and so, so I grew up with Jason Jesse, um, the skateboarder. You know oh, who Jason Jesse? Is? No, no. You were young then, huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's before our time, Brad. You yeah. Just yeah. Age yourself, really? Like, I mean, uh, I don't know. He's, he's, he's a bowl to, skater from the eighties. He's a hardcore dude. Yeah, yeah, super hardcore. Early mid eighties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first guy with tats, yeah, skateboarding, sure. and no one knew he was a member of the church. Yeah, um, he's Mormon. Really? Um, His whole family's, yeah, we yeah. with all of them. Wow. Um, but he lives up in Santa Cruz now. Um, but he was like pro skater, you know, in going to church at 16 years old, going on Santa Cruz trips and things like that. Yeah. So it was, it was cool. So. We had his brother, I, right? His brother on the podcast? Yes, Jeff Jesse, Jeff Jesse the, pro the pro surfer, surfer on the podcast. Oh, That's his older brother. Cool, cool. Uh, who's fully active now. Sweet. Sober and o- only guy I know that's been rebaptized twice. Yeah, he's been excommunicated twice and still came back. Nice. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a, powerful what a stud, dude, right? Powerful. Like, yeah. Powerful. Just, and he's clean and healthy. And yeah. Nice. The gym. All right, so that's, I think that's intriguing for the normies out there. What are is, the odds? Like, real quick, what are the odds? I just texted you that that Vice clip of, you know, Neen Williams? Neen? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he yeah. Just, yeah. So he's sober now, and he, I watched his Vice clip and, like, how what he's doing with his life is, like, or the uh, like, you know, I'm barely on on Vice, but you know, when I was on there the day, I just sent that to you a couple days ago. Yeah, it's cool, man. I I love it. There's Ryan, you know, there's people getting sober now, mm-hmm. like, and, and 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 recording a video and showing these young kids yeah. that like they're step twelve in it. Yeah, and I and you know, it's some good. of them got to right. Like, I mean, a lot of those influenced a lot of people to do drugs, right? Like, and you know, yeah, maybe the guilt like of that. the the rec the reconciliation as far as totally coming yeah. back. Anyways, I just saw that. I just, you know, here we are. So, but but you're partying and like still in the back of your mind, like you wanted to stop to go on a mission. Yeah, for sure. My brother, he was a good example for me. He he, uh, you know, he dibbled and dabbled a little, and he he, after he graduated high school, he he cut out most of his friends in his life and went on his mission. And okay, it you was saw that. Super super, you know, awesome for me, and uh, I just I I couldn't. You know, I couldn't, I didn't know how to deal with my mental illness. I didn't, nobody knew how to treat me around me. You know, I mm-hmm. went to counseling, you know, all that, but. What do you mean by mental illness, if you don't mind? Um, uh, unstable uh, moods, um, so depression. Like up and down. Heavy depression. Yeah. Depression runs. Like manic, one day you're yeah. super up, next day you're. Super, super, yep. yeah. And uh, depression runs heavily in our family. No. Yeah. And just dealing with what I was dealing with, being born and raised in the church, my parents not knowing how to deal with me at mm-hmm. all. You know, they, they tried. They didn't suffer from it, yeah. too, then it's hard. For sure, yeah, they yeah. tried, you know. They tried everything they could. Yeah. And I was just, you know, I, I am stubborn, you know. I had to go through it, you know what I mean? I just, I, I wish I would have listened. Kind of wanted help but didn't want help. For sure. Yeah, didn't want, sure. didn't want the help that was given. For sure, yeah, that's, for sure. Uh-huh. Lashed out, had a big anger problem. Yep. Huge anger problem, you know. You thought about hurting people daily. Totally. Um, super, super bad. Um, but just in the yeah. drug scene, when you get it, when you get when you get sucked into it, I mean, no matter how good you are naturally, it doesn't. Yeah. It, it eventually sucks out that goodness in you, and you. 
Yeah, did I mean, you stop skating because of drugs? So when well, I... A lot of my friends stopped surfing and skating and doing all that stuff when... Yeah. You know, they're super promising, like covers of magazines, and then all of a sudden... Yeah, yes, yeah. lose everything. Um, when, I, when I hurt my knee, I tore my ACL, um, I... It was just downhill from there. Uh, my whole, like, vision and career or whatever... Like being just, a pro skater. Was, and, ...was just gone. Okay. You know, and I even went harder in the, in the game and... and uh, yeah, I, I mean, I still skate to this day, and I can still do most of my tricks. How many but, stairs can you do um, comfortably? I, I ollie 12. I 180. Recently. To, oh, recently? Yeah. I could probably ollie a 6 right now comfortably. That's about it. His wife I is sitting in the room, yeah. and she's... I wouldn't even <laughs> jump stairs. a 6 stair anymore. Yeah, yeah like, I fall now, and I'm do? hurting for like a month, dude. 6. 6. I could you, probably do 6. Huh? Comfortably? Really? Oh, man. With a kickflip? How old are you? Or just are you ollie? I'm 29, yeah. Okay. I could probably kickflip before. If are you did. street or park or a little uh, bit of everything? Street, for sure. Only street. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, street. I love stairs, rails, all that. Okay. I could probably kickflip before. So how do you go from... How do you go from... This now you go deeper into drugs, alcohol. But you got a wife sitting here next to you. How do you how do you end up getting married? What I mean, tell us what what happens. Oh and man, sitting in an ARP room in Orange County. Yeah, you're in, you're in a church building podcast. right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So huge. How do you go from the bottom to kind of? Yeah. So um, after high school, it spiraled out of control. You know, I got a DUI at 19 for cocaine, and uh, you know, dealing with drugs and all that. I went to jail. You know. Five or six times, different times. Um, um, eventually, uh, you know, it caught up to me, and I, I quit for a little bit for like three months, and then I got back into it. And eventually, I was at um, a, a, a family's house. I was in Arizona, actually, uh, visiting my brother for his baby's blessing. And uh, I was withdrawing. Hardcore off uh, perk perk thirties. On purpose or because you couldn't get anything? Um, on purpose. Okay. I was trying to quit. You're trying to, okay. and but I wasn't open to the idea of of sobriety. Just you know, but I was still trying. I always I always been trying. I've always been trying. Okay. But uh, this this is the big, uh, big uh, rock bottom, if okay. you will. So, uh, yeah, I was out there for my my nephew's baby blessing. And uh, after the blessing, so, well, let me go back. Uh, in church, you know, they're, they're, giving, they're giving him a blessing. And I was crying the whole time. As soon as I stepped in the church, I was, I was crying. The spirit was so strong. And when you're around prominent spirits, it's, it's tough, you know, when you're, when you're hitting rock bottom. And I was withdrawing. I was sick, super sick. And so I was crying the whole time, you know, uncontrollably. People are like, what is going on with this guy, man? And so after the blessing, we went back to our, 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 our cousin's house and it was, it was her birthday or someone's birthday and, and our, our whole family was there and, uh, they were eating, having a good time. And I was just sad, you know, nobody really knew they knew about me and my whole, you know, life, but they thought I was doing better. You know, I was doing better, but really I wasn't, I was withdrawing really bad. And, uh, Everyone's eating, having a good time, and I and I couldn't eat. You know, I wasn't eating, and and uh, I was just sitting there, just sad. And my mom was like, "What's wrong, Reed?" I was like, "No, I'm good. I'm good." And I just started crying at the table, and uh, she's like, "No, Reed, what's wrong? What's wrong?" And uh, I just uh, I got up, 
I got up and I left, and I was going to... I actually drove to Arizona that weekend, and I was going to leave. I was going to go... Because I had a connect in Arizona as well. And uh, I was going to leave and go straight to my connect's house and use. And uh, I was, you know, I was done with it. I was going to use and go back to California and just keep doing what I was doing. And uh, as soon as I was leaving, uh, I was trying to leave. One of my cousins came out, and he stopped me in the middle of the street. And uh, I couldn't go anywhere. And uh, I just broke down and cried. And then, and then I look over, and my whole family's coming out, my whole entire family, about 30 of them, it seemed like. And they just, you know, they blocked me from leaving. And my big brother, Shane, came up, and he was like, what's up, man? And I'm like, yo, I, I, I'm, I'm doing bad. I relapsed, and... And uh, I'm selling again, and and uh, it's all bad. And uh, he just gave me a hug, and he was like, "You're you're good. You'll be all right." And uh, from that day, uh, I promised my nephew that I had a blessing. Uh, a tissue right there, brother. Shoot, oh man, I'm, <laughs> I'm more real sensitive. Man, real men I'm cry. More sensitive than my mom. Uh, <laughs> From that day, I, I uh, promised my nephew that I would never touch opiates again. How and old is your nephew? He's three. He's four now. Oh, I'm four. oh the one who was your blessing. Yeah, okay. yeah. He's he's four now, so um, he might he might even be five. I think I don't know. Okay. But uh, yeah. So I promised Canner that I, I would never touch opiates again, and uh, it, it, it's still been since that day, you know, and um, uh. I think that's what did it for me. Is is, is that was the turning pro- point? Promising him, yeah, that was that was it. Well, you, it was the, it's admitting you got honest, right? Like you got honest, you shared. It was hard, but you know you were prompted. But at the same time, you you, you could have told one more lie, said you were fine, and you could have gotten your car and you could have drove off. That's what a lot of people do, and then they yeah. die. That's just a fact, right? How many friends have we had die? Like you know, and how many times have we done it? But you finally decided to stop and go. All right. I got a problem. I'm I'm back. You know, you fully got honest. You didn't just say partial truth. You told the whole truth. Yeah, I guess Big it was right for sure. Step one. It, yeah, for sure. You're definitely right. Mm-hmm. Step one. I had to get honest with myself, and the spirit pulled it out of me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, and for me, I'm 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 all or nothing. You know, like I I'm 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 loyal. I'm super loyal, and so like. You know, I felt that, and I just, I, I couldn't deny it, and so I just ran with it. What's your family do to keep you in, in felt welcome in the family events? Because they knew you were yeah. doing drugs, maybe even selling them, you know, that's, yeah. Yeah. but yet you f- were still connected to this Mormon-esque family. and because yeah. a lot of people burn their bridges with yeah, the they was, never get to how, how did that, what, who's that, was that on your part? Was it mutual? Did your parents do like how did that happen? Because usually it's isolation, and you don't know where that that relative is who's right out on a bender or something. Yeah. So up until that point, I had felt like the the black sheep of the family. My whole family, extended family, is LDS. You know, 
straight, straight, straight good, you know, yeah. just. So you wore blue shirts to church and. I did, were... you know, <laughs> I, I really did. did you, I, yeah, on I really, purpose? I, yeah, I thought that's how, like, it worked. Like, you know, I was so naive and, and just out there, but yeah, like, I, I would, I couldn't wear a white shirt. You thought you would, could, like, you weren't worthy yeah, enough Yeah, like, know? even when I was younger, I, I didn't Silly bless the sacrament. Stuff. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, you know, pass yeah. the sacrament. Mm-hmm. I didn't bless it. I blessed it once in my life. You know, and that that time I did, I was like two weeks clean, and like I was so proud. But mm. then, you know, but yeah. So up until that point, I felt like the black sheep, and you know, I felt guilty because I wasn't around my family, and they were. They're By the so way, it's okay if you wear blue shirts to church. I just like make fun <laughs> yeah. because because we, I like, we had this weird culture that if you're not wearing white shirts, like oh, like you're rebelling, and uh, so I just make fun of that so that people yeah, yeah. don't. I get but it. but it's interesting. You you purposely wore a blue shirt. Yeah, yeah. To, for sure, because mm-hmm. I don't hide much. I mean, as an addict, yeah, we lie. I lied a lot, for sure, you know. Um, but to, but, but your parents, you like sheep, did they go over to over and about to, like, did you want to avoid those things? Or uh, I'm curious because you, we have listeners that listen that maybe have a family member like that. and Yeah. And we don't know how to, how to handle it. What's the best way? Do we invite you over? Do we not? Do we tough love you? So what um, what does your family do for you? I guess it's it's case by case, but yeah, but just um, what does your family do? My family, oh, open arms, you know they're they're all loving. Um, my parents, they were they were they tried to showed they, up Christmas Day drunk or high sometimes. Um, uh, always high. Okay. At every function. Okay. Always high. Always went away. Dumb question, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> always, always high. Yeah, I would, I would, I would sneak away and, and smoke. You know, we'd we'd have bonfires at the beach. I would, I would go away and smoke, and okay, then come back, okay. wash my hands. You know, but um, I was always trying. I was always, you know, I always thought that I, I would fall away, but get come back. Okay. You know what I mean? And uh, the further I went, the harder it was to get back. But I always had the faith. You know, the the only time did I did you lo- verbalize that, or was that internal? Um, they knew I was, a, I was a honest or they knew I was a, a kind spirit, you know, but did like your mom or dad, did they, did they hear from you? Like, Hey, I'm going to come back someday or in um, their mind, uh, like he's like, you know, I don't know what they thought okay. is probably chaos for them okay. for, for real. Um, in my heart, I, I always, knew that down yeah, okay. I always wanted, I think that's helpful to know for like maybe parents that they yeah. don't know. But we've interviewed a lot where that is in there. And even yeah. though the behavior is contrary, yeah. inside there's For that sure. internal of wanting totally. to do good. And, and they may not even knew that I was, you know, how I felt. And mm-hmm. and uh, for, at times I, 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 I couldn't speak to anybody because I was in the trenches, you know, mm-hmm. and I felt alone. At, you know, at 18, I felt like it was me against the world. And, uh, you know, everyone was saving themselves. But, you know, I'm over here just like, Survive. help you know and uh tough love helps you know sometimes but you know i just needed to be home mm. you know personally i just needed to be home but um everything happens for a reason yeah. you know they kicked me out and th- i was homeless for for a minute they had a restraining order on me mm. yeah like they had the paper ready ready to go and so but then but then you know at times they they, they welcome me back and rent free you know and so um, yeah, like the, the only time I didn't feel, uh, uh, connected or grounded to Heavenly Father or to the higher power was when I was doing, um, hallucinogens. 
when I got into acid and mushrooms. Okay. The further I went, the further I went away, is you know psychologically, the, the harder it was to to come back because you almost lose yourself. That's scary because that's what's being pushed all over the country. Right you know now. what I mean? That's what's being pushed right now to everyone, to youth, to to war vets, to everyone it's is psychedelics. Psychedelics. That's the new the yeah. new maps movement. Is. Yeah, I was watching the. Um, a podcast, yeah. and they were talking about it's going to be DMT yeah, yeah, and yeah. and how and how they connect with there are these things popping up everywhere. Higher powers, yeah, DMT and, and yeah. hallucinogens, and yeah. that and that's the true I way it, yeah. of of finding spiritual comfort. When when honestly, that's the furthest thing. I know that's that's know. the it takes you to another place. Furthest thing you could do. You got to I've learned that you got to stay grounded. Mm-hmm. You got to keep your feet on the ground. You can't you can't lose your mind. A sober it's the mind. It's the yeah. counterfeits. And Joseph Smith yeah. said it best in the in the um, his testimony in the beginning of the Book of Mormon. A sober mind is a pure mind. Mm. And th- when I read that, mm. it hit me like a ton of bricks, and it never left. And that and that is the honest truth. If you get honest with yourself, a sober mind is a pure mind. And psychedelics just take you. You lose everything. You lose who you are, where you came from, all that. And and uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's the time when I when I didn't believe in a god or anything you know i, I was like i i'm a god was that, already was that, was that before or after the that was in the, high school oh that was in high school yeah okay. that was that was in the midst you know okay. yeah i was doing yeah. it all cocaine and and lsd mushrooms uh any painkiller dilata and the irony narcos. the irony is like what i was saying is like there's there's a lot and i know members right like i mean guys have never done drugs i mean straight arrow mormons but because because they're following the, 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 the trends right now. Like, these are the these are the people that have always wondered, what would it be like if I do this? And then now it's being pushed on podcasts. It's gonna, it's in journals. It's in medical journals. There's an agenda to push psychedelics on the oh. on the country for other reasons that we don't need to get into. But the point is, is the, they're thinking they're going to... The lie to some people is it's going to take your spirituality to another level. Right. When reality is, anyone who's done them, like you, you may feel that way in the beginning, but it's yeah. just like any other drug, just like yeah. anything else. Like this, what I took my first time. I took you know heroin, you know anything. Like it feels amazing, and it feels like God. It feels like the purest love of all, until you go to take it, and you feel like you're gonna, you, you're gonna, you can't, you're gonna die with it. You're gonna die without it. You're gonna, you know, everything is everything pure in your life is dead. Yeah, dead, and you're just this like shell of a freaking you know, a creature. You're not even human anymore. Yeah, it's like because well, you're killing yourself daily. You're just it's against human nature. Exactly, and it's that. like where's mushrooms when you're going through the worst? You know exactly. what I mean? Like you know where's LSD when you're going through the worst? Yeah, and, you like you can't just take a trip and and yeah, you know. <laughs> Get enlightened. Totally. You know what I mean? Because I thought I was getting it's work. If, yeah. If you want to be enlightened, work. is what you're saying is you had to you had to do step one. You got honest, and then I'm sure you had to do a bunch of other steps. And, and I want to hear how you, how you got from this getting honest, quitting the opiates, and how do you end up in this room? And how do you end up hearing the podcast first? I guess okay. And coming yeah. to this room. Yeah. So long story short, after that um, crash, that rock bottom. Um, I, I I tried to make amends. I and I was doing better, and uh, I was still drinking and smoking. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought cannabis was the cure. Yeah. You yeah. know, I thought medicinal marijuana was 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 the best thing ever. You know, well, and compared it, to opiates, it's an easy justification right. to make. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, at times it helped, but you know, it, ultimately it's just a crutch because, you know, I've learned. You know, I'm three weeks clean now from cannabis. And can, you, can you go you into know, that? You know that story. You, yeah, I want you to share that because that was very powerful when For you sure. shared that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So, so that became your new crutch. 
Yeah, that was OBS so three. Eventually, I, I got off um, everything. Right mm-hmm. um, when I quit that day, I made the promise. I got off, I got off everything, not just opiates. It was all okay. hard drugs, yeah, all hard drugs, and then I just did alcohol and cannabis. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I was like, ah, oh, get off alcohol, you know. But cannabis is, you know, is is the thing. And um, so, re- you know, recently, um, three weeks ago. I was at this meeting and uh, my buddy Xander, he 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 hit me up after the meeting and uh, he pulled me aside and he was like, "Yo, so what's up? Uh, you know, with with this cannabis thing?" And I was like, "Yeah, man. Like, I, I know, I know it sounds stupid, but th- this thing is for me and and uh, I, I benefit from it greatly and it, and it helps me like in ways you wouldn't even know and." And uh, and he's like, yeah, you know, I know, and I just, I, I just want you to know what worked for me, and and I couldn't feel the spirit as much off cannabis than I was on, you know, I I couldn't feel the spirit as much, and so I was like, yeah, I could see that, but you know, I still feel the spirit, and and he's like, well, do just take a leap of faith, you know, and I was like, yeah, I, I have, I've. I've quit for three months and, and I got back on it and I was like yeah this is for me and uh, he's like no just just take a week off just take a week off and uh, I was like all right Xander I will for you like I love you man like well I didn't say that but I was like yeah I will for you because I got I got mad love and uh, so uh, yeah I left the meeting and uh, and uh, the that night I smoked like right when I got home I smoked, and and because I was dealing with with reality at that point, because that 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 decision, you know, was so real. So I just smoked, and then I was like, all right, I'm gonna take a week off, you know, I'm gonna start tomorrow, and so I did. And uh, the next morning, I woke up and I researched everything you can know or or or, or want to know about CBD and cannabis. Everything I listen to videos. All I do which, is which would be confusing because there's so much so on, confusing on every side of the. Like so it's, the, it's the miracle cures everything, right? To and I've seen it. I've yeah. seen it help people. I've literally seen it help people. You know, but it, it, it's ultimately you know a crutch when you're strong enough and you know better. You know what's up. But so that day, I, I researched everything you can know about CBD, everything you can know about weed, and it, and, and it did. It empowered me. It was like, yeah, you, you should be doing this. You know, you have a mental illness, but you know, I guess in hindsight, that was the adversary, but. uh and so I was like, yeah, you know, I, I think I think I, I, I should just tone down a little bit or find a pain regimen with this or, or just do CBD because I want to I want to get recovery and, and, and become a full fledged LDS member. You know, I want to go to the temple. That's my goal. Right. And so but I, I'll just see a doctor, maybe maybe get a cosign from someone. You know what I mean? That 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 cosign. <laughs> like right, you were like, right there. Well, That's what we want. We're right. addicts. We want Me- someone meaning to sign that if the doctor right. gave you a prescription, exactly, then and that would justify like it. Okay. Like the and the thing, like well, I had my uh, medical marijuana license. I got it back in 2012. Super easy to get, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. It was FaceTime. Super- yeah, it was FaceTime video. It was <laughs> like, like, like literally FaceTime someone. It was That's super easy. Quick it is. Yeah, and uh, and so. And so I, I, I'm at work, and I'm like, yeah, you know, this is going to benefit me. I just need to taper, da- taper down. And uh, I even looked up Word of Wisdom videos, Brigham Young and, and Joseph Smith and all this stuff. And, 
and like they mentioned herbs in section. Yeah, seven. and like just, just the alcohol that was going on back in the day, and like, it, like I don't know, I felt okay about it, and like, and then I'm on my way home, and I text Jay, and I'm like, Yo, can you holler at me later? I want to run something by you. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had been off it. You'd stop smoking this day. Is the first. Day yeah, day this one? was okay. this was day one, and uh, and so. Uh, you know, I, I felt okay, um, but I was I was you know fresh off it, so I was a little stressed and you know moody and and uh, you know not knowing what was going on. But I had I was inspired to text Jay and I hit Jay up. Yo, hit me up later. Okay, all right. And so um, I'm sitting there playing Fortnite and <laughs> Jay. <laughs> I couldn't call him right away. It was super yeah, busy. No, yeah, it's all yeah. good. No, I was in meetings and stuff. But like then I I think I I got. I'm pulling in, and my house is a black hole, you know, we're getting yeah. my neighbor at the service drop. So I'm like, I'm driving home, and the Spirit's like, you got to call back, read. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, all right. So I pull off, car on, you know, right before I enter this neighborhood, you know, I'm always making calls there. And then I called him. and Yeah. Yeah. So he hit me up, and uh, I answered. I was like, what's up? He's like, hey, man, how you doing? I was like, I want to run something by you. Um, That's the key word for like a newcomer is like trying to get a co-sign. Yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. Because I've made those calls too. <laughs> like, anyways, but go for on, sure. Go and on. I was like, he's he knows you know about this stuff, and so you know yeah. maybe maybe I can get him to like co-sign me. You know, it's not even intentional. It's just right. what we do. For it's sure. Just, uh, I wanted you know. It's not like you're trying to be manipulative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. And so I was like, yeah, like you know, CBD and and cannabis really helps me, you know, medical marijuana, like, with my mental illness and all this depression, it really helps, you know, and uh, he he basically was like, you know, what's good, better, best, and and he's like, you know, uh, marijuana's a lot better than opiates and and these other things, yeah, for sure, you you know, you'll be, you know, somewhat fine, and, and you'll get by, but you know, with, with sleep and prayer and study, you know, is that better? And I was like, dang, yeah, you're right. Like, but did you, did you know, like when he said that, did you know what? Like, no, you, like, like, did you have to act? I know of that? the atonement and okay. I know, you know, of, of these things. And the mm-hmm. Lord has been working miracles in my life mm-hmm. up to this point for real, for real. And so, um, basically I disagreed with him. You know, I was like, it helps people, and he was like, "No, it, it doesn't. Like it, it. I mean, it can, but like it, it. It's just like it can in severe cases, right? Like, right? Like I mean, right. obviously, I'm not denying that you know seizures and things like that, but for sure, nine out of ten of us that right. are smoking pot out there like are not having seizures. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. T- totally, yeah. totally right. Totally right. Yeah, yeah you know, severe. And we, cases. but it was like a good conversation. Like it you was. Know, it was if he called me six years ago, my, my, you know, or four years ago, or three years ago, like six the, months ago, six months ago, it would have been a different scenario, and that's why you and I argued about it. Yeah, yeah, hundred times, and that's why. So, so that's why I said it, it, there's no coincidences in life. You know, I've learned that for a fact, and I know that because I've seen enough. I can't. I go back and read my journals. It's like there's just none. These things happen for a reason, and you came into this meeting at the right time, at the right time to talk. You know, that me, you call me and Xander, and we were able to tell you. And be able to have experience with it as well and be able to say that, you know, yes, listen, we tried that too. You know, we've been there. Listen, I bought the CBD oil. I bought, I bought into the whole marketing and the whole thing. And um, I read all the research, watched all the videos for years. But, you know, uh, what it did from the first day to the last day is it disconnected me from the spirit. And not only did it disconnect me, I found it actually made my mood swings that I had under control for years. 
come up even worse. And uh, then now there's more study. And it turns out. So anyways, I end up getting rid of it in my life. turns out there's more study. Now there's new studies being done. And they're proving that it can make mental illness 10 times worse. It can make schizophrenia 10 times worse. Sure. You know, people that have underlining mental illness that's just right below the surface. So where they're functional, life's good. But as soon as you take that substance, and if you're like me, any substance, that's it. Any mind-altering substance will destroy. I'll destroy my life with it, but it'll destroy my mood. It'll destroy my emotions. I can't control myself. I can't some days, and that's the hook. You know, right. and anyway, so that's yeah, and that's that's basically what you said to me. Yeah, and was, but I was like, yeah, it's your choice, man. I'm like, you do and, it. And like, it we're was, love you any way. You yeah, do and, it. and it good. was an awesome conversation. Yeah. It was, it was. I just you didn't like. Yeah, it. no, he didn't no, like it. He didn't I, like I it. didn't. I didn't. I, I actually. But he was cool. We got on yeah. the phone and. I'm like, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it was it was it was an awesome conversation. Yeah. I just it was hard for me to get wrap your mind around wrap my mind yeah. about how I was gonna deal with with life. It's scary, right? Scary. Yeah, because this it's is like anything, man. You you believe this thing's working. Imagine sure. if it comes and, to find out like you're yeah. caffeine, like or whatever it is that you're like do like surfing. Turns out surfing's the worst thing. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That would be like, whoa, what's my life gonna be like without it? So yeah. so as a mood stabilizer. <laughs> It helped me tremendously. Yeah. I had major anxiety with yeah. all the stuff I've been through, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it really stabilized my mood. And I have anxiety of losing it in, 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 mm-hmm. out in public, you know, and, and freaking out and, and blacking out and just hurting someone or, or you know, going to jail. And, and it really stabilized my mood. But what I, didn't, what I didn't realize is what I'm about to tell you. And so I get off the phone with Jay, and, and, I'm, and I'm sad. I'm sad because, like, I'm like, yo, they have a great point. Like, these guys, you know, they're inspired to, like, tell me these things. But how am I going to deal with my mental illness? How, how am I going to, you know, not lose it? And so I, I broke down, and I cried, and I freaked out. And I've only had two anxiety attacks in my life. One was before I got married, and one, <laughs> and not because you're bright. Cause you're no, no, no. <laughs> it was just you know I was actually three months clean from cannabis at that point, and I and I and I freaked out, and then I went back to cannabis and it, and it helped me out or whatever. But I okay, so I freaked out after getting off the phone with Jay. I freaked out and I and I broke down, and started crying, like like uncontrollably, right freaking out my wife comes in the room my parents come in the room my roommates and uh they're like what's going on and i'm just crying like i don't know how i'm gonna do this you know what i mean crying crazy crying and 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 believe it or not my mom my dad and my wife all told me to not stop to to don't quit you know, or taper off, or find a pain management. You know what I mean? Because they knew that it, it benefited me and it stabilized my mood. You know, and and you'd probably seen this progress. Everyone's seen this progress. For sure. And like whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Let's not rock this boat too right. much. Exactly. Right. Exactly. That's exactly. So common. This is like common yeah. suboxone and all this other stuff. Yeah. Same thing. It's exactly yeah. right. And and so, in the midst of all that, like I, you know, I'm like. I need it, you know, like my, my even my mom and, and my dad, uh, and of all people, were like, you know, don't quit. And I couldn't, you know, comprehend that. But, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, maybe they're right. But, you know, in the midst of all that, my brother hits me up out of nowhere. My brother Shane hits me up out of nowhere. And 
he's been my lifelong. The same night. Right in the like midst of me of crying, okay. right? Wow. And we, we don't talk too much, you know what I mean? We talk maybe once a week or whatever. But um, he hit me up in the midst of me crying and everything. And I pulled, I picked up the phone, and he, he's he been my lifelong sponsor, you know? He's been my ultimate, you know... Pull you out of the mud. Yeah, yeah you know, that guy. And so uh, he hit me up, and I answered, and I was like, what's up? And I just kept crying. But it was a happy cry. It was a such happy cry because I, I, I just was so excited to hear his voice. You know what I mean? And, 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 and he, you know, I, I told him, like, what was going on? And, and he's like, yeah, man, these guys are great. Like, you know, they're, 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 they're your new buddies, man. They're, you know, they're telling you good things. And um, I like your brother. <laughs> <laughs> he's awesome. <laughs> And uh, I was like, yo, like, they're kind of making me feel like I'm feeling a watered-down spirit, you know, with, with this cannabis thing. Like, I want I, I want to feel this. I'm feeling the spirit. And he's like, no, nah, man, that, you know, don't think that. They have good intentions for you, bro. And, and look, you know, in their lives, look at what they've done, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, they are good people. Like, they're good. And uh, I just felt like they were making me feel like, I was feeling a watered-down spirit in a way. And he's like, no, no, that's not it at all. You're feeling the spirit. You just, there's more to it, bro. And you may not understand that right now. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you may be right. And so I got off the phone with him, super happy, you know, super happy. Um, still going to do my week for Xander. And uh, I was going to bed that night, and my wife was like, so, so what are you going to do? And I was like... <laughs> I was like, either I'm gonna quit forever, or I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna find a pain uh, regimen for mm-hmm. for this cannabis. Maybe go straight CBD or whatever. I don't know, but you know, either I'm gonna quit forever, or we're after gonna, the week you yeah, have decision yeah, on that exactly, or we're gonna figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so the next morning, I got this overwhelming feeling that. Everything would be all right, and uh, it was crucial. It, I, you know, it was it was super crucial, and I got this overwhelming feeling that everything was going to be okay, and that, that that the Lord would heal me. He would heal me, and I went I went throughout the day feeling high, like feeling on medication, right? And and then comes lunch. I usually smoke at lunch. You know what I mean? Come back, smoke after work. But I didn't, I had no desire to, mm. to use cannabis. I had absolutely no desire to use cannabis. Did you have it? Oh, yeah. You, okay. So oh, like you yeah. had access to it. You just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. You had a lot. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. I mean, if you knew, if you know me, you know. But so I had no desire. And, 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 and I felt, I felt mentally clear. S- clear, stable, like for th- like the first time in my life, like actually mentally stable. And and then after after work, you know, I, I had no desire to smoke. Usually I smoke on the way home for sure. I'm chiefing on the way home and I had no desire. Chiefing? Chiefing. 
That's, that's the new thing. That's okay. And flour. Flour. Easy. I got to keep flour. up on it. I work with high school kids. So I need to hear these code <laughs> yeah. words. I'm like, oh, I'll give you a list of all of them. Yeah, give me that. I need this. So I can, my kid starts using these words. I'm like, wait, what did you just say? All right. Yeah, so I had no desire. And, uh, you know, on the way home, I'm, 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 I, I usually I'm chiefing, and I, and I had no desire. And so I get home, and I'm feeling great. I'm feeling really good. You know, feeling really good, and I go to my ne- my next job because I I have two jobs. And I get off I get off work and I go to my other job. And right when I'm starting to get ready to to work, I had a vision, a crazy vision of my brother in heaven talking to our family, all dressed in white, and it was so real and so confirming and 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 and. The Lord testifying to me, what what I was doing, uh, was right, and and from that point on, I had a clear clearer understanding of the atonement for sure. And so yeah, that 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 was it. And that was three weeks ago. That was three weeks ago. Uh, a confession when you were sharing that two weeks ago, after the week. You went through that story of calling Jay, and I texted him, like, Jay, where's this going? Because you were like, I love weed and CBD. Right, and right. I don't think so you didn't know about our conversation. Yeah, I didn't know about the conversation. So I was like, where's it going with this? Because I know a lot of other people in this room yeah, would love, love, like, love weed, too. And <laughs> I'm like, no, it's going to be good. Just listen. Yeah. So <laughs> I, That's a miracle, man. I mean, yeah. These are the stories that, I mean, the crazy part is, this is what I love about this, is that these stories are common for those who want them. They're, but they're uncommon in a world because a lot of this world wants what the world has to offer. And um, it goes back to the quote I shared that same night is that, you know, we're not physical beings having a spiritual experience here. We're spiritual beings having a physical experience. You know what I mean? Like we're spiritual beings. And uh, nothing physical is going to cure us. Nothing physical. It, this disease is even AA, which is agnostic, right? No, no uh, higher power, right? Nothing about Jesus, nothing about God. They're still teaching that your spirits, you know, like in, in order to have, you know, sanity back or spiritual sanity or health, you, you got to get it from out of this world. Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't, none of this other stuff. And there's going to be more, you know, there's going to be times in your life that's going to come. But it's just, it's just awesome, man. You took the, you took the challenge, but like no one really challenged you. The spirit challenged you, you know what I mean? Like we did, we, we kind of told you what we, we thought, but like but, very, very cool about not being like, you need to, you know. Do this. Like, if you don't do this, you're not sober. Like, we yeah. didn't do that to you. You know, like, we were just, hey. And, and over my and over, over my life, the, the spirits called me out. Totally. You know what I mean? You wouldn't have changed. That's what, I'm, sure. what I'm getting at, I guess, a long-winded way, is that I've been called out, too. And it doesn't work. And so I finally got to a point in my life where I realized that calling people out doesn't work. Even though I want to sometimes, or this, that, and the other, I felt the spirit so strong when we were talking. And I remember going home, and I was like... I think I like ran in real quick, loud kids everywhere. And I'm like, Lex, I'm like, dude, I just have to read it. It's going to be awesome, man. He's going to throw away all his weed. Watch this. And, and he's going he's gonna to find the same testimony that I did. It's going to take time. Like, she didn't know I was talking about. I text Xander. I'm like, did you talk to me? I'm like, watch. This is going to happen in three weeks. You know. Yeah. And Boom. you said as soon as you, you, you know, surrender. As soon as you surrender, God steps in. And that is so But he true. waits. He waits. He's so not going to jump in. He's it's just, timing. Yes. It's so timing. you got to be ready. It's be ready. so timing. What I think is cool, and I kind of, I can see this happening, is the, the, uh, the marketing, well, 
Kirkview on this thing was wrong. The marketing of weed is all about anti-big money pharmaceutical company, right? Okay. But yet, everyone marketing weed is trying to get rich off off it. So sure. <laughs> it's like... They're using that. correct principles. Like, uh, yeah, we're all anti- yeah, that's true. But like, addicts, you're but... not like doing this nonprofit. Like, everyone's trying right. to make a killing off of CBD and, and sure. marijuana, right? Yeah. All the legalization of all the states. And in California, we've seen this like, oh, medical to quickly recreational, right? And so this next generation of kids, weed is healthy. It's like this is a good thing. Oh yeah, it's like it's if you, vegetables. This is it's like vegetables. For like sure. what? This is a good thing. CBD is in is in every is on all the stores now. Did Jelly Literally. Bellies is now yeah. doing CBD Jelly Bellies? Yeah. Did you know that? No. We'll be on our news earlier. Like Jelly Belly flavored with CBD in it, Dude, right? So it's kids. which which I, and there are some there are some medical benefits from it, right? For but sure. it's taking those like hey, there's a couple things, but it must be good for everything. Right. It's confusing, and it's all for money. Yeah. Just like, and I think just that's... Just like anything else. Just like yeah. anything else. Just like but sex or I think your testimony is going to be very powerful for so a lot of Peter Priest white white shirt guys, right? That are thinking about that it. That are like, them. hey, maybe I'll try this. We know them. Because like... We, we know I know, I know. Yeah, we, we know Yeah, like, hey, you know, this this out here, that maybe these brethren, these old farts up in Salt Lake don't know what the crap they're talking about, even though our prophet's a medical doctor. Yeah, right. right. A world-renowned... World Heart yeah, surgeon. heart surgeon, right? This invented uh, of our church <laughs> inverted the the art the heart like for heart transplants. Did the first heart transplant? He created like, the machine that would be able to do that. Right. So this guy's out of touch, right? Wow. He's not. So, but they're justifying. I can see why they would, right? The marketing is so powerful, and wow, I got this wrong with me, this wrong with me. I'm, I, I want to try this, right? It's not. Yeah. It's not a narcotic. It's not. A, it's not from big pharma. Right. But I. But you can see them needing to come off it, and you're. You bring a lot of street cred of like, no, I've done all this crap. For sure. So definitely. So you bring street cred to like this, new to this whole thing, this new generation. Yeah. So I think that I love this podcast is going to get out there. Number two, Brett, uh, you know, a guy in our ward who's a district attorney. Yep. Um, and he goes to the jails. They did this thing to teach kids in jail. Um, they called them kids, but they're younger than him. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, teach them how to mediate, how to, how to, uh, you know, get out of disagreements, things like that. And it was through uh, Chapman University. And he would ask all of them, like, hey, if you could go back, what would you change? And he says it blew his mind. Every single one of them said they'd go back to when they smoked pot the first time. They, all of them. Like, they're in the Orange County Jail, out in Riverside. Like, yeah. they said every single one of these guys For sure, said the first yeah. thing I would do. And he's like, really? What about? And they're like, nope. <laughs> they remember which grade they win, when they yeah. smoked it at lunchtime. They remember and who that, offered it to them. <laughs> that right then is what took them off the track of they immediately stopped doing this, this, this. And they, their own words, like, he, was, yeah. he wasn't. A lot of deception them. there. For me, it was alcohol. That was my gateway drug. But you know, oh, yeah. a week later, yeah. you know, weed. Yeah. You know, so Dude, you never met a heroin addict that didn't smoke weed first. Right. I mean, I, I, I've yet. To, I'm sure they're there, but I've just yet. To but meet man, them. the marketing <laughs> of it is <laughs> majority it of them is so. Yeah. So it softens it yeah. where it's like, and yes, you're not gonna have. You know, you're not going to beat up your wife on it like alcohol. Like, yeah. Dude, there's clearly okay, different better, side effects. Better, it's right. way better than heroin. Yeah. It's yeah. way better than meth. It's way yeah. better than alcohol. But is it the best for the human existence? Is it best for you to optimize your human experience while you're here? 
right, to achieve the things you want to achieve. I don't, it's not about adapting to what other people want. It's what you want for your life. Right. You want to have a family. Cool. Is that going to make you a better family man? In the long run, not in the short term, in the long run. You want to be a professional at all these things. What do you want to do with it? What's, how do you optimize? Well, the, what I like, it's like people say they hate this disease. We heard someone say that, and I, I don't hate it. It's it, without, without recognizing that I, I mean, hated it when I didn't recognize what was going on, but now that I have recovery, now it keeps me in a place where I can't, I've, I've got bulletproof, you know, vest around my brain now that like, you know, all the things that come and if they do, you know, I just realized that it's, these are lures that are out there. These are the counterfeits you shared. One of Brad's first shared when we started the meeting was how, you know, counterfeits. Satan's counterfeit. Satan's There's counterfeit a drug to sure. counterfeit every every human experience yeah. he's supposed to. Yeah, every spiritual, every yeah. spiritual experience. There's a drug that counterfeits that for a short period of time. Oh wow, yeah, that's anyway, true. So, dude, it, it's just amazing that a all your life story is amazing. Guaranteed, people are listening, going to connect to it, hands down. We know that because we get these emails when we have these, and um, and the fact that you're willing to to when you feel that spirit, you're you're you 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 act on it. I'm a firm believer that Heavenly Father gives those experiences to those those powerful ones that you can't deny to those who are willing to act upon it and as soon as you act upon it the, it's like For that sure. it's immediate it's immediate people will say oh how, how did no it's because it's not us okay. tim do, do you have you broken anonymity in your ward like where you go to church like they know your background uh yeah i'm sure most of them do Okay. Yeah, do you I'm feel sure. weird about I'm it? Sure. Do you feel judged? Do you no, feel like... no, not anymore. When I was younger, yeah. Okay. Now, is this the same ward you grew up in? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. And okay. I love it. Yeah, they're all great. They're, okay. they're, and they're open arms. You know what so I mean? So for a lot of them, they're like, oh, this is awesome. Like, he's back. People yeah. People think I'm going to use yeah. this. They think they, how many adults. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I they, hope they're using you to speak to the youth and You know what's crazy? Cream. I would. It talks about that in my Patreon. I'm sure it does, man. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's... I'm sure it does, man. Dude, this thing is not... It's crazy. Yeah. It's cool. Uh, it's awesome. When I was younger, yeah, it, they, uh, I would, you know... But think if you had your adult you talking to your 14-year-old you. Oh, Like, man. some dude oh, that went through all the crap... I would myself. But, but <laughs> right, but, like, if there was a dude that went through everything you've been through so far. Yeah, yeah. Right? And he's talking to your 14-year-old you. Oh, yeah, yeah. That'd For be sure. pretty powerful, right? Because yeah, yeah, you'd be yeah. like, whoa, okay, man, this isn't... Yeah, you're real. You're real. Yeah. You're real. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, there, For there, sure. there's For a show for you. And your and your loved ones. Like, and you have no idea how many people you're gonna. Help. You have no idea. I can't. I mean, I, I yeah. It's just the I beginning. Hope, I hope. Just yeah. keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. One day at a time. Keep surrendering every day. Keep you know fight like it says. These steps tell you what to do. Watch for ego in all of its forms. Shell it out because that just means edging God out. So just get that ego out of your life. And I had to break yeah. my days into fifteen minute increments. I believe it. I had to. <laughs> every fifteen it. minutes, I had to check myself throughout the day. Then it. Then when I got better, then it was then it was then that you, day. Yeah, yeah. Then it was that week. Now, you know, yeah. W- you know, yeah. So you're just taking it real, being honest. You got it. You got it. Okay, I love this. This is so good. Yeah, yeah. Any other uh, Any things? Final to, words. Final words. Um, just you know, I encourage people to stay so positive. You, so someone's, yeah, listening, someone's listening. Someone's listening right now. Yeah, someone's listening to this right now. And they they were where you at a month ago. What's your final? What's your, because what you a month ago, when I first wow. met you first time, like, dude, you're, you're still, awesome. You're sober, yeah. you're sober from all alcohol. these things. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what I got to say is just just pray. You know, I can't stress enough how, how, how big the power of prayer is. And uh, don't give up. Because, you know, God said it, and it, it's not going to be easy. He said it'd be worth it. And so you got to hold on to that. 
you got to hold on to that and just just you know react right away react right away you know what i mean throw that throw that so cigarette or joint out there. right now yeah. yeah don't wait don't prolong that withdrawal do it now it will get better it will get better i'm more happier ever now sober than i've you know than any drug i've ever done you know and i did them all except for pcp and dmt but uh yeah, it gets better. It, it, it gets better, for sure. Don't give up. Keep fighting. Still fighting, that, SF. That's in on that. Boom. All right. Well, it. thanks for listening. If you have uh, questions or whatever, shoot us uh, an email or or on Instagram or Facebook. If yeah, you're on we'll there. get you connected with Reed if you have any questions. Yeah, if you have any questions for Reed, Holla. shoot us Thank out there. Thank you so much for being on, man. Thank, Thank you, guys. Thank you.
standing 